The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Our guest this week, all the way from the Czech Republic, is the CEO and co-founder of Ames API, an AI-based music similarity search tool for production music companies, TV and movie productions, record labels, and music publishers. The program enables music professionals to search for the right track from their catalog fast, easy, and with precision. Our guest is also the chairman of the European Production Music Committee and the vice chairman of the Czech Neighboring Rights Society, Intergram. You can find out more about his work by visiting www.aimsapi.com. We are happy to welcome our guest, Martin Nedved, to the Break the Business podcast. Hi, Martin. Hi, Ryan, and thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be on your podcast. I'm thrilled to talk to you, too. Uh, always good to talk with one lawyer to another, representing two different continents, although I do love that you told me in the pre-interview that you actually have a little bit of South Florida in you. You spent some time at Nova Southeastern University, which is a law school fairly close to where I live, just up in Davie, about 45 minutes from my hometown. And so it's great to sort of have that connection, even though you're so far away. And I want to talk a little bit about your career to get us started. Before we get into Ames API, I want to learn a little bit more about you. You've had this really impressive career with law and music, doing many different things, having your your fingers in a lot of different pies, as we say. Uh, what got you interested in this uh, current uh, area where you are now, in this interplay between technology and music curation? Right. So... I have been running a licensing company, uh, production music, uh, publishing and sub-publishing for almost 10 years uh, here in Central Europe. And uh, one of the problems we were facing was actually having too much music and our clients getting lost in it. So imagine having, having a platform where you have uh, hundreds of thousands of tracks and our clients uh, would really get lost in it. So we really started with having a you know, having this well-defined problem. And coincidentally, there was for a time a really good solution. There was a French startup, which was essentially doing what Ames, uh, my current company, is doing. And we licensed their technology back then. It was uh, about uh, four years ago. And everything worked, worked fantastic for a time until they got acquired by Spotify. And understandably, for Spotify, they shut the service down for us and only use it for themselves. Uh, at this point, we knew that this feature is extremely useful. Uh, I mean, the feature that Ames is doing, the music similarity search. And it was very popular with our clients back then. And we were suddenly left without it. So we tried to look for a replacement uh, but none of the services that we tried really worked. So essentially, we decided to develop it on our own. And I mean, that's how we got here. Yeah, that's an interesting problem that you're aiming to solve. It's one of the consequences of this, quote unquote, new music industry that we're in right now, where because it's gotten easier than ever to create, promote and distribute music, these things all used to cost a lot of money. Now, in a lot of ways, they're costless. It's created the situation where there's more music content than there's ever been 
at any other time in history. And so it creates a unique challenge for those who want to use music, particularly in the TV, film, label, uh, publisher space. How do you categorize this? How do you wrap your hands around it? How do you find the right song when there's so much material out there? And so a company like Ames is trying to uh, solve this problem through the uh, power of dynamic AI-based search tools. So I'm a, I'm so intrigued by this. Can you? I mean, I'm pretty tech phobic though, Martin. So uh, please exp- explain to me, if possible, in the least tech-based terms, how technology can possibly allow a person to search for music based on particular search queries and categories. This sounds fascinating to me. Great, great. Happy to try that, at least. So uh, <laughs> Ames API, like you said, is a music similarity search uh, for music companies uh, and mainly to help them in sync. So all that we do is uh, trying to help companies with synchronization with sync. And how we do that is we scan and analyze our clients' music catalogs uh, to enable them to search for songs based on music similarity. You can try to imagine our technology to be similar to Shazam, but instead of finding the exact match or based on the reference track, we actually find tracks that are similar in a feel or in a mood to the tracks within your catalog. So to give you an example, imagine you are a music company and you receive a brief from a client like an ad agency, and they might be looking for a track to use in a TV commercial. What we know is that that brief will most probably these days include a reference track for guidance. That's what briefs usually look, look, look like these days. And what AIMS allows you to do is it lets you use those reference tracks as search criteria and returns results from your catalog based on that. And it does all of that within seconds and you have you know, great suitable tracks from your catalog that the client will want to use. And the best thing about that is that you might not even know that you actually have those tracks because no one really can know uh, every track in their catalog once it reaches certain size. So in this area, Ames is really helping to you know, uncover some hidden gems that, that our clients have. And uh, how we do that technologically without going too much into the technology really, uh, we have developed uh, an AI, uh, I think I can tell at this moment that it's a state-of-the-art AI and uh, that is doing the music similarity search. We are only using the audio, uh, so the track, the, the song itself. We are not using any metadata or keywords for the searches. And essentially, we have trained AIMS to recognize what it means for two songs to be similar and also to do, to do it on a scale that no human could ever do. So you can probably, anyone can probably tell that one song is similar to another, but it's a different thing to do it in a catalog of millions of tracks. So we analyze tracks that we have never seen before, and we can compare them with a catalog of millions of tracks within a couple of seconds and give you the results. One advantage to that also is that we think that this is much more natural way to search for music than using keywords, because people do, do not really think in keywords, especially when you think about music. You are thinking about uh, you are thinking about specific specific song that you might have in your head. You are not thinking about 
you know, guitar, optimistic, quirky, uh, tension. That's not how people think. Well, okay. This sounds straight out of Star Trek. Because you're talking about that this AI is powerful enough and intelligent enough to be able to identify songs that have a similar feel, a similar sound to a reference track. But but those attributes, similar feel, similar sound, those aren't, you know, clear defined terms like, you know, like in the same way that, say, tempo and key would be. So, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. How can you possibly program a computer to be able to identify songs that have similar feel when I can't even tell you what, like when I hear two songs that have a similar feel, why I think they sound similar. Right. No, I uh, absolutely, I share your fascination with this subject. And I think that my, my co-founder, Victor, who is the machine learning specialist and really the brain behind Ames, he would be in much better position to explain that, even though another thing might be if, if we would understand all of that, because it's really, really difficult subject. But essentially, machine learning is mimicking how brains work, how, how neurons in, in, in brain works. And Victor is the teacher, let's say, that is teaching the, 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 these, these networks uh, what it means for tracks to be similar. And he does the training by uh, showing the computer lots of data, uh, lots of data that has been tagged before, and then it, he actually leaves it to the computer to decide uh, what it means for two tracks to be similar. Wow, that is that is incredible, and I, I can tell you as a as a host of a podcast that is dedicated to helping the careers of indie artists. I mean, that is our mission here. I can't help but think about what a platform like this can mean for indie artists because. If this AI platform is powerful enough to be able to find songs, you know, that are completely off a of music supervisor's radar, but that might be a perfect fit for an ad campaign or some other sync project, a platform like this could help level the playing field and create more opportunities for indie artists who have songs that maybe aren't on the tip of a uh, music supervisor's tongue or right in the front of their mind. Can you can you reflect a bit on the potential that this technology has for indie creators? Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I think you totally na- nailed this. And uh, it's an aspect of, of, of AIMS that we really like and that we like to stress. Uh, AIMS is a technology and it doesn't have any biases or preconceptions. So it does not really matter if the track is old or if it's new, if it's by a, by a known celebrity or if it's by an unknown artist. If it fits the brief, if it fits the reference, it will be found and it will be the top result. So the only thing that really matters is how suitable the track is for the usage. Uh, this means that no matter what catalog you have, how large it is, how far back it dates, or also if you have any keywords or metadata, Ames is going to make your music extremely easy to find. And I think that's that's something that's really important these, these days. Because, uh, I mean, one thing is creating fantastic music, but uh, a whole another thing is if, if your clients kind can't find your music it might might as well not exist right yeah so if you want your music to be used in sync 
you have to make it as easy as possible for your clients to find it. Man, that is a really exciting development. I think a lot of the indie artists who are listening to this right now have to be smiling about the power of a technology like this to be able to level the playing field for them. Let's talk more about these indie artists now, Martin. And I know you don't work directly on the artist development side. You're on the tech side. But I would imagine that just by virtue of the work that you do and the and and being alongside all these other music supervisors and similar people, you've probably learned a, a thing or two about how artists can move forward in this side of the music industry. Do you have any advice for the indie musicians listening about how to get started in making music for film and television? I can try, but the uh, like we said, uh, the caveat being that I'm not that experienced when it comes to indie artists, but I have a 10 plus year experience from the production music industry. And of course, production music is absolutely concentrated around sync. Mm-hmm. So I can try to share what I've learned uh, there. And I will leave it to your audience to judge how useful any of it, any <laughs> I'm of sure it is. I'm sure it's going to be excellent. I appreciate it. So I would start uh, in production music. It's really important to choose the segment of, uh, of the sync that you want to, want to aim for. Because uh, when, we dis- when we are talking about sync, uh, there is not one one, you know, there is not just one type of sync. You can aim to, to do trailer music. You can aim to do promos. You can uh, aim to do television underscores. You can try to be in, in reality shows or commercials. And these days, with so much great music being released every day, you have to specialize to be the best, to even have a chance. So definitely uh, specialize. That would be the, the, the first advice I have. The second one I would, I would stress is experiment. Uh, again, the amount of music increases every day. And because of that, it's important to try to experiment with sound design, with fusion of m- multiple genres, you know, or you know, bring different innovations to be different from, from the others. So that's, that's also differentiate yourself from, from, from the others. Uh, third one, and I don't want to sound uh, I don't want to sound arrogant or anything, but really push yourself, because uh, I think we live in a great time when you can learn almost everything everything when it comes to music production, you know, from uh, different tutorials or online courses. So try to learn everything about uh, all stages of the production: the mix downs, mastering, track structures. Uh, I don't know, virtual instruments, uh, different DAWs, all of that. And uh, maybe the last one I will, I will share is uh, definitely follow the trends. So uh, both in popular music, but also in production music, because it might differ. And uh, it's important to, to follow what is the hot thing right now and try to get to the same level of quality in that as fast as possible, because then you can capitalize on the increased demand for that type of music. That's really good advice, Martin. I mean, you you shouldn't have couched it up front. You brought it. That was tremendous. I, I love it. I love it. And I, I got to tell you, Martin, I can't tell you the last time I've been this excited hearing a guest talk about a particular piece of technology, the music industry, the just the power of this AI platform, what it means for indie artists. It's putting a smile on my face and I want to learn more. And I'm sure the listeners do too. You can find out more about the platform by visiting www.aimsapi.com. Really powerful AI-based platform that is providing 
uh, similarity search tools for all sorts of music stakeholders, unlike what uh, our guest talked about in the previous example, where that technology sort of sat in Spotify's house and nobody else could use it. This is much more democratized. All sorts of music stakeholders can take advantage of, of the Ames API technology, and that's a big win for the industry as a whole. This has been a really fantastic conversation, Martin. Thank you so much for illuminating us onto this really cool piece of technology. And uh, thank you so much for joining us this week. No, thank you, Ryan. It was, it was a pleasure, really. And thank you all for listening to the Break the Business podcast.